0: And fan the flame. That's what we're going after, all right? May God get all the glory all year long in 2021. No matter the circumstance, I will look to my King. Welcome to Summit
1: Point Church. Why don't we stand to our feet today? Excited to be here in the house of the Lord, praising God. If you're joining us online, welcome also. We want to lift His name high today. If you guys want to sing out big, why don't you go ahead and lift your face mask up right now. Lord, we give you all the praise.
2: one word You calm the storm that surrounds me Just one word The darkness has to retreat and Just one touch I feel the presence of heaven and Just one touch My eyes are open to see. My heart can't believe. There's nothing that God can't do. There's not a mountain that He can't move. We praise the name that makes a way. There's nothing. of you because
1: Our hearts cry out to you, Lord. Makers of the heavens and the earth. You are worthy, God. All the glory, all the praise, it's yours. May we be a people on our knees before you today, Lord. For your glory alone. And it's in your name we pray this morning. Amen. Amen. Love you, church. Why don't you go ahead and take a seat right where you're at.
3: Well, welcome to Summit Point Church. Whether you're here in person or worshiping online, it's great to lift high the name of Jesus with you. And on behalf of Pastor Tim and the rest of the staff and the elders, just want to welcome you here Uh, Today, my name is Mark Schuler. I'm the pastor of Adult Ministries. I just want to share a few announcements with you now. And the first is our friendship register. So if you could take a moment and fill that out, either by pulling it up on your app or if you're at home, you can uh, click on that now on the live stream. And this really is an important tool for us of just communication and care. I'd love for you to just take a moment and fill that out. And As always, there's an opportunity there to put a prayer request. If there's something you're praying for here this week or even in in, in 2021, we'd love to partner with you in prayer. We pray for these multiple times as a staff. And we'd love to storm the throne of God's grace on your behalf. And we believe firmly, church, in the power of prayer. Amen. Because we believe in the power of God. And so we'd love to be able to come alongside you in that way. Well, just one main announcement for you here today. I'm excited to just kind of announce the kickoff of our 2021 studies. And remember, our studies are a good addition to the discipleship that's already happening within our impact groups. And uh, studies are kind of four to six weeks, maybe a few are a little bit longer uh, classes that you can take. They're biblical, they're practical, they're topical, they're for us. And so I just want to highlight a couple for you. And the first would be our premarital. That's going to start at the end of January, January 31. That one actually goes eight weeks. It's a longer study and a lot to be equipped for there as you head into this awesome covenant of marriage that God has designed between man and woman, husband and wife. And so if you're thinking about marriage, if you're engaged right now, we'd love to have you join us for that. You can register today online. Uh, Sundays at 4.30 right across the hall will be premarital. Ladies, we got a great study coming for you. The women's study is going to kick off in February. It's called uh, Upside Down uh, Kingdom. And it's going to be a really cool study of Romans 12. And so I would just encourage you to start reading Romans 12 and get signed up for that. Awesome teaching always, and a great time to connect together. And so we're excited about that. I know John is excited about that and her teaching team there. We'd love to have you join us, ladies, for that. Starting uh, February 10th. It's still on Wednesdays. It'll go for five weeks. And listen, there's many options to be able to care for your needs, to be involved in this study. So there's a a Wednesday morning option with child care. There's a Wednesday evening option. And also there's a live streaming option if you want to watch and worship from home. Okay, and then finally... Uh, I wanted to announce our, uh, another online study that we're doing, and that's Faith Builders One. Uh, we did Grasping God's Word online last year. We're doing Faith Builders this year. One of the things I love uh, that's kind of come out of this time is that we're building some online studies for you to be able to take at your own convenience, at your own time, at your own pace. So Faith Builders One is really for every Christian. And, and these are essentials or foundations of the Christian faith. So things like, how do I know I'm saved? How can I have victory over sin? Why can I trust the Bible? How do I pray? How do I share my faith? And so for us as Christians, but also to be able to equip others as well. And so that's going to be dropped online, all four sessions of teaching, as well as the, the PDF of the booklet will be online for you uh, to take starting in early February, and I'll send out a uh an email for you to be able to connect in that way okay so great studies love to have you be a part of that as we grow together in the grace and knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ well hey let's uh take a little time here now for giving you can give either on the app or you can give now uh, through the live stream online or if you've got money or a check with you you can give at the end of the worship service you can just drop it off with our ushers on the way out here today okay Let's go ahead and take uh, a little time to pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity to gather, whether it's in our own homes or here in this building. God, as your church, your people, to be able to lift high your name. God, we thank you that you are merciful. Thank you, God, that you're forgiving. Lord, if you kept a record of sins, who could stand, the scripture says. Therefore, you are feared. You are a God of love. You loved us first. You are a God of mercy and grace. Thank you, God, that the scripture says that you will help us, that we don't have to be discouraged, that we don't have to fear, that you will help us, you will strengthen us, you will uphold us with your righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10. We worship you, God. We thank you for the salvation that was purchased for us that we have through Jesus Christ, our Savior, the Lord of all, the King of all, our Shepherd and our friend. We worship you, Jesus. These songs are for you. This teaching is for you. And we pray that you'd be with Pastor Tim now as he opens up the Word of God. May it transform and change us by the power of the Holy Spirit, these living words that you've given to us, this precious book that we get to hold in our hands. The very words of God. And God, for this giving now, we pray that you would use it. God, build up your kingdom. God, minister to needs through the church in this time. God, make much of your name, we ask. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: I choose to worship, I choose to bow. Though there's pain in the offering, I lay it down. Here in the conflict, when doubt surrounds. Though my soul is unraveling, I choose you now. I will praise you through the fire through the storm and through the flood there is nothing that could ever steal my song in the valley you are worthy you are good when life is not you will always and forever be my song I build an all Right here and now in the midst of the darkest night it won't burn out for oh, you are perfect no matter what in the joy of the suffering I sing it loud and praise you <laughs> storm and through the flood there is nothing that could ever steal my soul in the vow
0: For you and we choose you. We choose to worship. Lord, we choose to celebrate in the middle of this storm, in the middle of this struggle, in the middle of whatever is going on. Lord, we come on our knees and we look to you. May you truly get all the glory. May you get all the celebration. Lord, we just thank you now that as a church, we can rally both in person and online. And Lord, we just pray that in this moment we would come to you in this word and you would shape us and change us. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you. It's in the saving, healing name of Jesus, I pray these things. And all of God's people said, amen, amen. Well, it's great to be here with you, great to be worshiping with you together. And uh, we are continuing now in the second week of a series Fan the flame is the name of the series. Fan the flame. Remember, we did light the fire. That was First Timothy. This is now fan the flame, Second Timothy. We actually touched on that phrase that this series is titled from in last week's sermon as we got it launched, right? Fan the flame. May we go after our hearts being on fire for God in the middle of whatever we're going through. It's super important that we grasp that in the middle of trial, in the middle of struggle, in the middle of all that we face, it is then that our worship is most tested. Ready? And all of God's people said. Dude, that's a huge deal that we grasp, that our calling is to be able to worship in the middle of the storm. And so as we're diving in here to the book of 2 Timothy, he starts out over the first few weeks talking about trials and struggles heartaches and how to manage them. And today, very specifically, he's talking about how to stand strong. How to stand strong with Jesus, how to take a stand with your Savior in the middle of all that you're facing. So, turn with me, if you will, to 2 Timothy chapter 1, starting in verse 8. 2 Timothy 1, starting in verse 8, as we learn to stand strong today. Here we go. Point number one. Do not be ashamed of the amazing power and love of Jesus. Do not be ashamed of the amazing power and love of Jesus. Man, if we're going to stand strong, we've got to know what's true. We've got to know who is true. And we've got to be resolved to stand with him with all we've got. So here we go, starting in verse 8. He says, Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. Let's just hold right there. He starts out, therefore. And when we see the therefore, we say. What is the therefore? Therefore, it is a connecting word. This looks back into verses 1 through 7. In fact, it's looking very specifically right at the end of verse 7. And he's talking about that we do not have a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of self-control. We do not have a spirit that should be looking forward, saying, what if? Like, does God have it? That is not, everybody say not. That is not what God has given us, not the spirit that looks forward, shaking and trembling about what might happen or what might go wrong. He didn't give us that spirit, but instead he gives us the spirit of power, healing and of love. Your God cares for you. And of self-control and leaning in. Man, know this. When we are facing some of our hardest times, you are not alone. And all of Cat's people said, huge deal. He says, therefore, because you are not alone, because you are facing this with your God, he says, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord. Do not be ashamed Like, don't let somebody else put you to shame. This is actually in the passive form. He's like, don't let somebody else do this to you. Where they push you down, they press in, they question. How could you listen to a God like that? Why would you believe such a thing? How could you? And as they press in, as they begin to shame down, you start pulling back away from the testimony of the greatness of our God. He's like, don't let that happen. Don't be ashamed. Don't be pushed on. Don't step away from your God or the testimony about your Lord. The testimony that he is God Almighty. Testimony that he loves you with all he's got. That he stepped down into this broken world. That he, God alone, lives perfectly in this world. That he died for us. That he rose for us. His death on the cross is our hope. We have life Eternal life because of Jesus Christ on the cross. And more than that, we have a God with us right here in this world. Testimony. Man, stand with your God. Don't walk away from Him and don't let somebody else push you away from Him. Don't be ashamed or put to shame. Man, Satan is going to whisper, it's a joke. This whole thing is ridiculous, what are you doing? And don't listen to the world whispering in, why would you go into this ridiculous spot of trusting Christ? Don't listen to that. The hope is in Jesus Christ. The testimony is in Jesus Christ. Life in him, healing in him, eternity in him. Ready? And all of God's people said, don't miss that. He's like, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. He does so much for us. He says, nor of me, his prisoner. Paul writing this. And he's like, I'm a prisoner. Don't don't be ashamed of me being put in jail for taking a stand for Jesus Christ. Notice he says, nor of me, his prisoner. Paul does not see himself as a prisoner of Rome. Paul sees himself as a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Jesus is his king. And wherever Jesus so places them, then that's where he needs to be. Man, if you want to learn to struggle in the middle of heartache, wherever Jesus places me, that's where I need to be. And are you ready to face anything and everything with your God? Paul's like, I am his prisoner. Please don't be ashamed of me. Don't be ashamed of my stand for Christ. And now that I'm in jail, don't try to do the distancing. You know, where people are like, you're with that Paul guy? Dude, that guy's nuts. What are you doing? Why would you follow a guy like that? He's in prison right now. What are you thinking? Don't listen to them. I'm taking a stand for my God. Come stand with me. That's what Paul's saying. Stand with me as I stand for Jesus. Paul again saying, follow me as I follow Christ in different words here, right? He says, nor of me his prisoner. He says, but share in suffering. If you're trying to consider what is the opposite of ashamed? He's like, don't be ashamed. Now he gives you the positive side. Share in suffering. The opposite of not being ashamed is to be willing to share in the suffering. Dude, that is not the way we would normally fill that in. And I'm just telling you, he's like, don't be ashamed of who Christ is. Be willing to step into the middle of heartache or pain or loss with your king. Now, that's not ashamed. Be willing to be in jail, imprisoned. Be willing for whatever, whenever, wherever. That's not ashamed. In fact, this word, don't be ashamed, but share in suffering. That word share in suffering is one word one word. And so it starts out with this little Greek word. It oftentimes Greek words are built by putting multiple words together. And so the first part of the word is with or together. With and then bearing under suffering or pain. Bearing under suffering or pain together. In other words, the church does not leave the church alone. We rally around each other. We pray for each other. We hurt with each other. We drop meals off, we check in on, we see how we're doing together. That's how we walk it out. Share it out together. Both all of us as a church and us together with Jesus Christ. Share in the suffering, you ready? And all of God's people said, dude, that's huge. Don't miss this. This is the secret to standing by your king, that together, We as a church will stand strong. That together we will care for one another. We will cry out for one another. And we will make sure that each other is protected along the way. May God get all the glory. He says, and don't be ashamed of Jesus. Don't be ashamed of Paul. But share in the sufferings together feeling the pain or the evil of it all. He says, for the gospel by the power of God. He's calling us to go through this suffering for the gospel of Jesus Christ, for the good news that Jesus Christ is our King. And this world is beginning to go topsy-turvy in ways we maybe never imagined would go so fast. Know this, our stance with Jesus Christ is going to be under fire. Are you ready to take a stand with Christ and say, I am with my God? Nothing will separate me from him, and nothing will separate me from the church on fire with him. I am together with him for the gospel. Ready now? By the power of God. You are not alone. By the power of God. Man, our hope and our privilege is this. When we feel like we are most at our alone time, the Holy Spirit is beginning to empower, like you would not believe. You are not alone to be able to lean in and say, by the power of God, I am willing to take a stand for the good news of Jesus Christ, whatever suffering may come along. Now, please hear me when he says that we need to be willing to suffer. Make sure that this is suffering that is rightly brought on because you're taking a stand rightly for Jesus Christ, right? Let's make sure that we're not suffering because we don't know how to keep our mouths shut and we're morons, right? Not that, right? And then we're like, man, I suffer so much. People just hate me. Dude, you need to take a different tact with them. It'll work a little better. Lift up Jesus Christ. Lift up the other party. Be loving into the midst of it. And watch God get all the glory. Man, suffering as we, our Jesus Christ, in this world. Bringing a love and an honor and a compassion. May we stand with our King. And then whatever He lets wash on our shore, may God get all the glory. And all of God's people said, that's what it is, man. May we suffer along with our king for the gospel by the power of God, he said, who saved us and called us to a holy calling. He saved us and he called us. He brought our pain, our sin onto him on the cross, saved. Man, if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your savior, your sin covered at the cross by Jesus and your sin forever covered, you having eternal life with him, saved It says, and called us to a holy calling. Man, we end up saved because God Almighty draws us. It says, whom the Father draws will come. This calling that has a special calling too. We're going to see a little bit more about it. But he says, he calls us to a holy calling. You are invited by God Almighty to come into the presence of the King and to make much of him. Your holy calling is to learn to point well. To be a spotlight to God Almighty. May we celebrate him with all we've got. He says, who saved us and he called us to a holy calling. That is the gospel message that Jesus is our hope. He says, not because of our works. He's like, listen to me. We are not saved because of what we do. We do not get saved because of our actions. And we do not stay saved because of our actions. Ready? And all of God's people said, man, the world loves to teach that everything is about putting something on this measuring, this balance thing, right? And for all the bad that we do, then there needs to be good that we do. And if the good ends up outweighing the bad in the end, well, then we're in a good spot. Yeah, that isn't it at all. In fact, there's so much bad that we've done in the eyes and standing before God and his great character of love There is so much wrong. There is nothing we could do to try to balance it. It can never get done. So man, if you're here today and it's 2021 and you're looking to maybe begin to start a whole new walk with your God, please hear me. There is no works you can do to be good enough. It isn't about earn it. It isn't about trying to put the checklist down and checking off all of it every day or every hour and that should be good enough for me to be right with my God. No, it is about simply saying this, Lord, I cannot be good enough, but you are. You have died for me. You have risen for me and you have lived perfectly. You are God Almighty. I give my life to you. I believe. And I'm handing you the reins. You're in charge, I confess. Dude, that's saved. It's not trusting in your works, it's trusting in your king and his unbelievable mercy and perfection. He is our hope. He says, um, we are saved and called not because of our our works, but because of his own purpose and grace. We are called because of his own purpose and grace. God has, everybody just say, God has a plan. Man, and you being saved, the plan is not just your comfort. Right, all too often, we try to live that way, where everything is about, let's get it easier for me, physically easier, emotionally easier, but it's so much more than that. It is about the purpose and the calling of God Almighty. May we live for Him. He says, this purpose of grace and mercy, which He gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. Man, there is a massive involvement of God in your salvation and it is from before the ages began. Ephesians 1 talks about before the foundations of the world, before all of this was created, before you existed, God had a plan and had you in it, calling you to him that you might be able to make much of him. From eternity past, plan and play, and it will effect until eternity future. God's sovereignty is absolutely involved in salvation. And yes, he does call us to man's responsibility as well. He calls us to believe and confess, to be able to hand our lives over. But man, if you don't put God first, if you don't put his calling first, if you don't see him as from eternity past putting this in play, you're missing what scripture has to say. God is in charge. And he has his hand on salvation. And he has a calling that he knew he was going to call out to you with from before eternity began. Your God loves you with all he's got. And lean on your king. Hear of your God. He says, in which now has been manifested in the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus. It's been manifested in the appearing of Christ Jesus. God with us. Jesus. Jesus. That's the whole Christmas story. God coming down to this earth to be with us. God living amongst us, living perfectly. That is the story of the gospel being put on full display. That's what the word manifested means. He's putting on display his love for you as Christ entered this world. And he's calling you to trust in him. No shame, willing to put it all on the line. May God get the glory. It says, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Who abolished death at the cross. Christ put an end to death and he offered up life and life eternal. It says, immortality. That's a life given that will never be taken away. A life given to you and to me if we trust in Jesus Christ to never be taken away through The gospel, the good news of trusting in Jesus Christ. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe that He is your hope? Man, are you ready to say, I'm not going to do this alone? He is my King. I'm leaning on Him. Are you in with your Savior? Are you willing to step alongside of Him and watch Him get all the glory? Are you in? You know, this past week, um, my wife, Jana had her surgery. So uh, she's had this scheduled for a number of weeks here, and uh, the surgery was set for Wednesday. Uh, this ended up being due to some damage that happened to her foot over a number of years. She's been in uh, the running sports for a number of years, so she was a triathlete. She did the marathon stuff. Like, she did a lot of running, And uh, over the course of time, it did some damage to both of her feet. And she's been having some struggles with some bone spurs and stuff like that. So on Wednesday, she went in to have the surgery. And she was in. I was doing some sermon prep for this. Uh, I was able at least to stay in a part of the cafeteria separated by 10 to 500 feet from any other human humanity that existed, as I sat there by myself and waiting for them to buzz me in, and and uh, I ended up getting called quicker than I thought. It was about 25, 30 minutes from the time I got set there, so I went back to talk to the doctor just to see how things went. And uh, the doctor said uh, it went well. I need you to know that it was a little worse than we thought. And so the Achilles, that's really what she's been having the problems with. That's that tendon on the back side of your leg that attaches to your heel down there. The Achilles, uh, it actually had started pulling away from the heel. It was pretty bad off. So we ended up having to take another tendon. I won't go into all the details, but it involved screws and hardware that I wouldn't know that you'd normally put in a human being. And did a lot lot more rehab stuff there and getting that kind of set. And now she's got this big, giant... uh, Uh, I don't know what you call it. It's not really a cast, but it's halfway a cast. And uh, she's moving around on a scooter in the house trying to get along. And it's going to be a number of weeks, probably two to three weeks, before she can kind of get up and going. And the doctor looked at me and he said, listen to me. I need you to hear me on this. Your wife needs to take the pain meds. You do not want to get behind on this. There is no shame in taking these pain meds. You make sure you stay on it and you get on it. And he kind of leaned in across the table. I sort of felt like I was being scolded. He's like, make sure she uses the pain meds. I'm like, I got it. I got it. How did the memo get out that I wouldn't do that, right? Which I might not. And so... I mean, hey man, if she's like, no, I really think I can try it. Maybe we'll give it a shot, right? Then the nurse comes in, doctor leaves. Nurse says, okay, here you go. This is what's going on. We'll go get you back to talk to your wife for the next 10, 15 minutes. Do not let your wife skip on these pain meds. Absolutely essential that she takes these pain meds. Don't do it alone, okay? Twice over, got the message. Even had a few friends like, don't get behind on it. It'll kill, right? Okay, got the memo. So we get home and John has got the nerve block thing that works for like 36 hours. And all of a sudden that nerve block starts going off. We had stayed up on the pain meds. There was even a little booster they gave us for it, right? And uh, we had to go get the booster and kick it in just to kind of keep that pain down. Here's the deal, man. Doctors like, don't do it alone. Like, I get that this is temporary. This is a short-lived example of just this pain for a short period of time. But don't go it alone. There's no shame in leaning on the pain meds, Man, I'm telling you, Paul is like, this is the eternal example. Don't go it alone. Lean on your God with all you've got for all of eternity. You don't go it alone. You need him. Lean on your king. There is no shame on coming to Jesus Christ, dropping to your knees and giving your all to him. And all of God's people said, amen, Amen, man, come to your king. He loves you. There's no shame in trusting in him. There's no shame in leaning on him. Don't let anybody push in on you and say, why are you going that way? Man, we need our savior. And all of God's people said, huge deal. All right, simple question for you. So, how are you doing with Jesus Christ? Are you letting the world press in and shame you? Maybe your own mind, you're just beginning to question, you're backing away. You're not willing to suffer alongside Christ or with the church for Christ. You're like, nah, I'm done. Or are you willing to lean in with your king, giving him your life all for his glory? are you in? That's point number one. Point number two, give your life and future to the God of love, Jesus. Give your life and future to the God of love, Jesus. He says, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher. Paul's like, man, this death that's been taken away, this sin that has been covered, this life that has been given immortal... Paul's like, oh, I've been appointed as a preacher and an apostle and a teacher. These are privileged positions. These are sweet opportunities, great news and an awesome role that he gets to have in making much of Jesus Christ. He said, which is why I suffer as I do. It's like I'm taking a stand in the spiritual world and I'm fighting back all of those demonic and dark statements and I will point to Jesus Christ and make much of him. And it's why I am experiencing the pain and the suffering and the imprisonments and the heartache. I'm giving my life for Jesus and I am His prisoner. Everybody just say, His prisoner. And it's a big deal difference in our walk with Christ when we wake up that day and we say, I am yours, whatever you see fit. I am yours. Paul's like, I am his apostle, I am his teacher, I am his preacher, and I am his prisoner, he says, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed. No one's going to push me away from standing by my God. I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. He says, I know whom I have believed. Please hear me on this. He is not saying, I know what I have believed. This is not a question of facts and information. This is a personal knowledge of Jesus Christ. I know the God of the universe, I know him personally. I know whom I have believed. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Do you personally know him? Do you interact with him? Do you allow his word to shape you? Do you respond in prayer? Do you know him? That's the question he's calling us to. He's like, I know him and I believe in him. He said, I am convinced that he is able to guard. I am convinced, like I am certain this is true. Nobody will convince me otherwise. I am absolutely in on this. I am in. No pain, no heartache will take me away from it. I am ready to walk through whatever suffering I need to. May God get all the glory. I am ready to take a stand with Jesus Christ in this broken world. May his name and his fame be lifted up. It's like I'm just telling you, I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day, which has what has been entrusted to me to guard until the eternity future when Jesus Christ returns, when he ends up setting up house as being in charge Messiah, when he is riding in on white horse and all rebellion is done, when it's all over with, when there are no more bizarre news stories stated out that are all about how this world has gone one more step in the lost their minds domain, right? When that's over, And Jesus is in charge, and He is reigning over all, and He's got all coming to Him, and we are worshiping the King of the universe. There is a brightness in the world like we have never seen, there is a joy like we could not imagine. For some of us, we will already have been home to heaven with Him, and we are coming back with Him lit up. And for others of us, we may be here when he comes back. Praise God for that. And as he comes in, we're like, that's what I'm talking about. That's my God. Man, I'm telling you, we got to get fired up that he has tomorrow in hand. And all of God's people said, amen. Don't miss it, man. Don't just live for today. Jesus Christ has eternity in hand, and he's guarding it with all he's got. Hang on for that word guard. We'll see it come up again. And Paul says, follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me and the faith and love that are in Jesus Christ. Follow the pattern of the sound words. Uh, those are some brave words. Have you ever thought to say to somebody, look, look, look. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. I just need you to just keep doing what I'm doing and it's going to go well for you. Just do what I'm doing while I follow Christ, right? All too often we're like, except there. Don't do that. Or or there, right? Paul is like, I'm telling you, I am following him and I am in, follow me. And he's like, follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me. I have shared this with you. I have lived this out before you. In fact, follow The actual word in the Greek there is have this in you, right? Make sure that you are following after this truth and make sure you're living it out before Jesus Christ. He says, in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus, making sure that your walk is not about works, but it is about a faith and a love and a trust and a relationship. And sometimes in the middle of tears in your eyes. And sometimes with tears of joy in your eyes. As you celebrate your God and all that he's doing. Both in the here and now and for the forever. May we worship him. Follow the pattern. I just put a few words down here. And follow the pattern. Uh, Believe. If you're going to follow the pattern, you're going to believe in Jesus Christ. Knowing what Jesus is all about and taking a stand with him, believe. But more than knowing what Jesus stands for, you're going to know him. That's the second one, know him. So you're going to believe Jesus. You're going to know him personally, taking time with him. You're going to place your life in his hands. That's the third one. God, you're in charge. Place your life in his hands. Believing and knowing him, placing your life in his hands. And lastly, Entrusting your eternity to him. no shame. I am counting on my God. He has it in hand. I am fired up, and He is going to put this world to rest. May God get all the glory. Believe Him. Know him. Place your hand life in His hands. And lastly, entrust him. And that's what it looks like to follow after Him with all you've got. He says, by the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. Please hear me. Don't try to do it alone. You are not alone. By the Holy Spirit who dwells in you. I'm telling you all too often, we skip past the information about the Holy Spirit. He pours into our life. He empowers. He convicts. He brings encouragement and hope. He prays on our behalf. He transforms us one degree of glory to the next. You are not alone. Your God loves you. And in the midst of whatever you're going through, he is right here with you. Cry out to him. Walk with him. And watch God do an amazing work. He says, by the Holy Spirit who dwells in you, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. Now there's that word guard again. Remember, before it was Jesus will guard what's entrusted to you. And now he's saying, You also guard. Please hear me. When we work with salvation and we understand it from scripture, it is about the sovereignty of God, him investing in and protecting and trusting. But it's more than that, it's more than the sovereignty of God. He calls also for our responsibility in stepping up and being able to live out our faith, not ashamed. I'm in, God. I'm longing to hear from you. Whether you're walking one verse or one phrase or one passage or one chapter or one book of the Bible, as you walk it through, just saying, Lord God, show me what I need to know of you. I'm ready to put a smile on my face and look to you in the middle of whatever's going on. I am ready to stand strong because you are. And you alone are good. You and you alone are holy. You and you alone are to be trusted. You are my king. I believe in you. And everybody just say as loud as you can. You are good. good. Louder and bigger. You are good. May we not miss out on this privilege. We have the opportunity every day to say, Lord God, you are good. And I long for you to do a work, maybe like never before. And I'm telling you, as I'm preaching this right now, we have people all over the place in here who have been going through heartache and are coming through. People who have had devastation with healing. Our God walks with us. And all of God's people said, may we give it to him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that we can celebrate you with us. We thank you that we can take the privilege and the joy of knowing you and declaring you as good. Lord, we thank you that this body has the chance to rally together and to worship you together. You are awesome. And Lord, we do praise your name and celebrate all that we have in you, and we thank you. Just right where you are right now, just say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your salvation. And just right where you are, taking a moment with your God, thank you for your salvation. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace that you pour on. Thank you for the mercy and grace. Thank you, Lord, that you manage death and that we can have life eternal. You are awesome. We praise your name. Thank you that we are not alone. That your power, that your insight, that your mercy, that your encouragement is right here with me. Thank you that I am not alone. Just bring it to your God. Thank you, Lord. maybe you're going through something devastating right now and it's just time to say, Lord, I'm handing this to you. Be specific, Lord God, I'm giving you this struggle and I'm ready to walk with you. And just right where you are, Lord God, I'm giving you this struggle, personally and powerfully handing it to your king. Just take a moment. I'm just gonna ask you to go ahead and stand right where you are. And I'm gonna close in prayer. We got a song to sing to our savior. Just go ahead and stand up. Lord Jesus, we do thank you and we come before you. We praise your name. Lord, we thank you for those that are back in this room healthy. We thank you for those that are experiencing healing even in the moment. Lord, we pray for those who are continuing to go through heartache. May you bring healing there and we lean on you you are good, you are awesome, you are glorious. Your love and your mercy are astounding. We give ourselves to you. It is in the saving, healing name of Jesus, I pray these things. And all of God's people said, Just say it loud and say it big. God is so good. Louder and bigger. God is so good. One more time. God is so good. Man, may we go out this week living that truth. May we not be ashamed. May we give our all to him. God is so good.